0: Welcome to Our Stories, the official podcast for Palmer Memorial Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas. I'm Dustin J. Sudosin, Director of Communications here at Palmer. This is our first of hopefully many more podcasts that will be a series of conversations with parishioners, clergy, staff members, or people in general who help define us as a parish that's at the center of the fourth largest city in America. Today's podcast is a conversation with Davis Mathis, our new Director of Youth Ministry, and the Rev. David Wantland, who will be working closely with Davis on youth ministry. Our host for the episode is Palmer staff member Sue Howard. Welcome to Palmer Stories. Today, we are happy to have with us our curate, David Wantland and Youth Minister Davis Mathis. David and Davis joined Palmer early this summer and they bring wonderful talent and energy to our community. We are grateful for them and we are excited to talk with them today about the transformational power of youth formation. Welcome David and Davis. Thank you. you. Let's start with your own experiences as young participants in youth formation. Did you have any aha moments? Did you have experiences that still resonate with you? Experiences that you want to recreate for young people at Palmer?
1: Um, Yeah, I'll start. I'm Davis, uh, Davis Mathis. I'm the youth minister. Um, uh, Youth group and youth activities and youth formation and all that, the church in general was a huge part of my life growing up. My mom uh, helped run the youth group. She was on a happening steering committee, which is a diocesan event. Um so I was always inv- involved in around those things and a lot of my good friends to this day are people that I know through youth activities and through this gr- growing up in this youth group and these kind of settings um I th- I, I did have I definitely had aha moments one of my first aha moments that I remember is actually the first time I remember disagreeing with a um youth leader like them saying something and me thinking no actually I think it's this way um and that was and the positive reaction I got to that with, uh, like, kind of, with the idea that it was okay, that was okay, and that was a big moment for me, that, like, it was a discussion, that we were, that, like, that these youth ministers and these youth leaders are here to teach, but it's a discussion. It's not a, they're not giving you the word of God themselves um, through them. So that was one of my aha moments, but, um, I mean, there's just so many. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, so... Yeah, I wanna recreate, but what I wanna recreate is the idea that it's a it's a discussion, that it's an ongoing discussion and that we don't have all the answers, but that we're learning together. Um, and that's kind of a feeling I wanna recreate.
2: This is David. <clears throat> so uh, I think it's incredibly ironic that I'm in this position working with Davis with the youth ministry at Palmer because I had a terrible time in youth ministry. I did not fit in well in the youth group that at the church where I was raised, um, and kind of bounced around a lot between different youth groups when I was in high school and finally had my driver's license and could do so. Uh, so I think a lot of my memories from youth ministry were kind of anxiety ridden and uh, you know sometimes traumatic like i I just didn't feel like I fit in. I didn't feel like I was welcome or that I wasn't a part of the in crowd. Um, And yet somehow, you know, love of church and and love of this whole religion um, stayed with me. So for me, if there is a motivation, it is to avoid some of those pitfalls and to create a space, um, as Davis has already alluded to, that is about making people feel wholly accepted, wholly welcome, and have encounters with God in the context of our tradition.
1: Yeah, um, actually, one thing I want to add is that um, I think each of us coming from these different, what, we had these different experiences with youth group in the. It, kind of growing up this youth formation things I think is good cuz David can help us fall like with what not to do. We don't want to fall into like certain things that he did and then like I had these positive experiences that I really enjoyed coming up in an Episcopal youth group um that I can help try and recreate and I think combined we can really do a lot. We can be a good team.
2: Yeah. I will say not to completely dog uh the youth groups that raised me up. Uh one of the things that was really important for me was the opportunity to make faith my own and realize that I was not just recapitulating what I'd seen my parents do or what I'd heard my parents say or believe. Um, and through conversations and youth group and relationships made there to really feel like, okay, this is something that I get to own um, and make my own.
0: Well, that's great. It sounds like we're going to be having lots of conversations among our among our young people here at Palmer. How do you think a young person's participation in that conversation can influence his or her approach to life, whether it be in their young years or, or, or years later?
2: Yeah. So I'll make one addendum um, and then answer that question. And the addendum is that while there will be a lot of conversation, one of our goals is that we're not just sitting and talking. Um, That was made clear to us by the youth that they are not interested in that. (laughs) So it's going to be a lot of games, a lot of activities, a lot of moving, using our bodies um, as a way to do teaching and formation.
1: One
2: one, one of the ways I like to describe
1: what I hope we can accomplish through our teaching is it's going to be very kinetic, just Mm motion-based and moving and
2: having things happening but that being said um you know the way the way i would answer that question is to say that this might make me sound old but uh we are inundated um with stories all the time and so um we are given at times contravening gospels from the various sources of media and the different communities that we are a part of, whether it's in high school or in our sports and whatever other myriad activities that the youth participants may belong to. Um, and I think the value of participating in formation, both in the moment and then looking back maybe and as, as life progresses, is to have um, an occasion to hear the gospel proclaimed, um, hear that message clear, and have that completely couched within a community of people that are loving, accepting, and uh, inspiring joy. So that years down the road, when maybe maybe some of our youth are confronted with questions, um, the answers to which might be really uncomfortable, um, maybe they go through some wandering, they can at least have the memory of this place and these people who were 100% for me, and the reason they were 100% for me had something to do with the Christian faith.
1: Yeah, uh, to add to that, I would say it's some, it's something that can help keep people kind of grounded in a way it's uh something there's just like like david said there's just so much happening and so many things going on and if you have this constant that is giving you a group of a group of community of people that accept you and care about you and share similar beliefs to you um at least core beliefs a couple um then it it keeps you it reminds you when you come back you go through your week you have this hectic week and then you come to this Sunday school, to youth group at the end of the week, this youth formation, and you get to reset. You have this grounded moment where you kind of re- remember what you're doing and you know, how, like, what is important, like, some things that are important to you, right? And not, I mean, there's other things. Obviously, people are, have other things that are important, but um, it allows you kind of to reset and be grounded and remind you what you're doing here and just kind of get back into the flow of your week with that in mind um, with this Christian community that really loves and cares and supports about, s- supports you.
0: Well, this conversation makes me more and more curious about the content of what our youth formation program is going to be at Palmer. What, what topics are you going to be exploring? Is there going to be any particular emphasis or order? And, and why, and why those topics? Why are they important to people in their young years?
2: you want to cover what you're doing with Sunday School? Sure, yeah. So I think about our content kind of in three different tiers. Uh, The first is about the wild world of the Bible. So I think the Bible is full of stories and landscapes that are bizarre and strange, um, and I want those strange things to be uh, valued and explored. So we're going to be um, creating visual representations of the world that we encounter. We're going to be dramatizing uh, the actual stories, putting our bodies in blocking and wondering, you know, so-and-so says to King David this thing. What do you think it was like for them in that moment to actually offer those words to the king of Israel that God had blessed and anointed and you're there to say you did something wrong. Like, what's that like? Um, so to really enter into those stories and to track the world of uh, the kind of biblical cosmos from creation to the ascension, what it means for uh, Jesus to bodily ascend into heaven and how that's connected to the very origins. So that's level one. The second level is tracing the history of church from the uh, from the early church to Palmer? How is it that we have all of these accumulated practices and behaviors like swinging a smoking ball of incense and reading the gospel in the way that we do and singing the songs that we do? How is what we do here connected with this great arc of history? And then the third piece is how does our experience of church, of liturgy, of scripture, influence the way that we live in the world. And I'd like to use the word mission when I'm talking about that. Um, So often mission gets understood as mission trips or this kind of actions of service. But I want to encourage our young people to think about mission as living, um, doing your life out in the world as a representative of the church and as a representative of the gospel. So um, those are going to kind of weave together at various points over the year. Um, They're broad spectrum um, content goals um, that will then I think have more topic-specific application in EYC. So I'm going to pivot and let Davis answer
1: Yeah, so for UIC, we want to take these ideas that we're building in Sunday school. So UIC is Episcopal Youth Community. It's the youth group Sunday night meeting, if anyone doesn't know that. Um, But yeah, so for UIC, we want to take these ideas that we're building in this Sunday school. And um, I'll be with David at Sunday school, and he'll be with me at youth group. Um, So we want to take these ideas and these foundations that we're building, and we want to grow with, we want to take them and narrow them down. There's these broad ideas. We want to put them into, like, specific situations. So we've talked to the youth about some of the ideas they want to talk about, and they wanted to talk about things like, uh, one of the questions we got was, like, do Adam and Eve actually exist? So now we can talk about the Bible in the context of how, like, these stories um, in a historical context or in a, um, like, story and it's i'm trying to explain this uh but yes so like thing, but questions about um i guess the literalness of certain things in the bible or um we've also been asked about like politics and faith um to intertwined, um and just so people they we want to take these ideas and use them for these ideas that we're building in Sunday school and use them for like a real life application that people can take out into the world. And now they can interact in their life informed in this context of, um, the church and Christianity that we've, uh, built and taught, um, and shown, given a picture of and an idea of, um, so yeah.
2: I think one of the, um, one of my hopes is that through the, the conversations we have in Sunday school, there is a growing understanding of what it just means to be a Christian. So that when say at EYC folks show up and say, Hey, this happened to me at school this week, or I'm wrestling with a certain part of understanding who I am as a person. Um, there is a a community of support there to have that conversation. And then also a context to, to say, what does our faith, um, offer us as resources to answer that question to be uh, caring toward one another. So I think, in part, some of the topical questions that we'll expo- explore will come up as a result of uh, the youth participants gaining trust in us and bringing their own questions forward.
0: Yeah, okay, and d- listening to you, Davis, it sounds like you would be having conversations about the, the Bible as, a histo- as historical scripture, the use of myth um yeah I mean
1: that seems to be something that people are interested in um to in discussing which I think is a good I mean it's a complex and moving topic but I think it's fun to discuss and the, the earlier you discuss it the more you can think about it the more you have time to form ideas and um to just to grow in your knowledge of this this foundational text of our faith that um Is just, it's so big and so dense, and there's so much happening that um, to have conversations about it and placing it in this historical context and understanding these stories I think is really important and really powerful. Mm.
0: Well, uh, as Christian leaders for young people, have there been instances when you've seen a class or a discussion make a large impression on a young person and what was that like for you to see that?
1: Um, I would say so. Um, I, I've done, I've counseled it at uh, the Episcopal Summer Camp, um, and I've staffed at the Episcopal Summer Camp, and I've been on staff at several retreats and things where I was in charge of uh, youth. And I definitely think there's been moments where I've, a devotional or we've just a moment has happened and I've bonded with a kid or discussed something and you just have these moments where it clicks. Um, you, you get an answer from a third grader that you just blows you away. You would never expect, you know? Um, so these moments where you see this, like we see it click and you see the wheels start to turn. Those are the moments I look for, not necessarily the um big emotional moments, which are great, those big emotion, emotion-filled emotion moments where like someone comes to tears because of something, those are moments that are important and that are powerful. But um, for me, it's when the wheels start turning um, and you can just see someone like starting to click and thinking through things. Those are the things that um, really excite me and get me um, excited about this work and this job.
0: Yeah.
2: So I have a somewhat indulgent story, if you'll permit me to share it. Please. Um, so I, again somewhat reluctantly, uh, was a summer camp chaplain when I was in seminary at this amazing Methodist summer camp in North Carolina, and this camp had a has still a farm on site, and they use the farm as a as a central part of the activities that the um, folks who are there can participate in. And I was tasked with coming up with content for our chapel services in the mornings. So I came up with these skits that were based on the Disney movie Frozen. And um, <laughs> it was all about these Frozen characters going on a wild adventure to find this secret, um, this secret gift. And at the very end of the whole story, they discover that the secret gift all along was soil and that it's all around us and that it is it is this teeming abundance of um, of life. And it's a symbol of how God is always Producing new things and, and bringing new things to life. Anyway, so I, I had been doing this for a number of weeks at the camp um, and certainly was getting laughs, but I wasn't sure that they were really connecting with the message. The message, yeah. So, I, of course, it happens this way. I It was the last week of camp. I was having lunch with a table of seven year olds, I think, and one of them says, Chappy D, because that's what they called me. Um, it's like, Chabby D, you know, I've been thinking about some things since, uh, since this week. And if everything that you're saying is true, I'm, if there's a hell, I don't think anybody's in it because God sounds like, like God likes people too much for people to end up in hell. So I don't think anybody's there. <laughs> and I remember thinking, um, that I wanted to just like stand up and you know turn on the spotlight and be like this guy right here he got it um and you know of course we, I wanted to have more conversation about that but it was a moment where I thought I was kind of feeling defeated and I wasn't sure that I was able to communicate to that age range period mm-hmm. so to be able to hear this young person come up with an idea that um was a consequence of what I was saying but certainly not directly word for word was very yeah, that's enriching. one of those moments I was talking yeah, about
1: for sure. Yeah. Um, it, it reminds me the most difficult camper I ever had uh, when I was at camp. This kid was a lot of problems, uh, <laughs> but um, a lot. I mean, he was a seventh grader. He was, you know, just trying to he was trying to get people to like him and pay attention to him. So he was acting out to get people to notice him, kind of thing. Um, but. and I noticed this, and I knew this. I hadn't seen it before, and it was a rough week. I was by myself. My co-counselor had gotten sick and gone home. Um, The whole cabin was following his lead. This kid was just kind of that charismatic person that brought people into his shenanigans to cause to end up a whole cabin of trouble. And I remember talking to him at one point in the week and just telling him that... um, And we, we were doing a devotional, and I remember him just really getting interested in this particular, I can't even remember what the devotional was about now, but I just remember him getting really particularly interested in this devotional and us having this long talk um, after the devotional, just me and him just sitting there talking um, and having like a good bonding moment. And um, I was worried that he was just going to go right back to acting out the next day. So I remember telling him right there, like, you're this charismatic person, you know, you're this leader, you're like, I just need your help for the rest of the week. My co-counselor is gone Just help me get people to things on time and keep people in line. And he was an angel the rest of the week. Um, So these moments, I think these moments where you can just really chat, where you can treat people intellectually as if. I I like to get people to punch above their above their weight in quotes um, intellectually. Because when you get people punching, like going above their age intellectually and like thinking about these ideas, and you just talk with them and you have these conversations, they feel like you really respect them and trust them. So I think it, um, I think that's something that I really want to do as well.
0: Well, it sounds like we're going to have quite quite a fantastic program uh, this fall at at uh, Palmer. How do you see the program evolving? Uh, in the future
1: well um, I hope as we can become more established um, we can get um, more people coming first first of all um, as we establish ourselves because right now I mean David and I are both new we've had two youth group meetings um, so yeah, but I I want to as we become more of a part of this church and we can get more participation. Um, that's one of the things I want, and I want a core group that um, is really a core group that can uh, draw these people in. That can tell people, hey, this thing is this cool thing is this this is this cool thing that we're doing, and I'm like you guys should be a part of it too. So those are like, so those are two of the things I want to do. But then I also, I want our program to become more um, involved in things outside of Palmer in the diocese. Um, So I would love us one day to have people counseling at camp and on senior staff at camp and going to retreats and doing all that, all all of that stuff too. Um, It's something that did a lot for me in my life and has like a lot of my great friends are from doing those kind of things. Um so I if the pro I, I would love to see the program evolve into something that um was active and involved in those kind of activities as well um because I think it's important it's it's fun and it's cool and it's important to meet other people um from not just your home church around uh that uh share these similar ideas and beliefs.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, the what Davis said is uh speaking directly to what I had in mind. I think one of the, the losses of the church where I grew up was that faith was made very um, individual. And so for me, seeing the ways that that kind of went askew, I want as many opportunities as possible to be about seeing ourselves as part of a community and a, a communal belonging to the church. So if that means walk ins with other youth groups, outreach projects with other um, Episcopal churches here in the diocese or in the Houston area, um, doing stuff at Camp Allen, that I think any any way that we can see ourselves a part of something bigger and realize that we are only able to live this life because we're doing it together with one another, um, then that will be a success. Yeah. And just yeah, like building building trust here because mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. Davis and I are new, and that brings all kinds of fun challenges. Um, but I think it'll be great too to kind of settle into the day to day. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. I agree with that. And yeah, no, I mean, community is
1: the big thing that, uh, that I want to take away from what David and I are saying, is that we're just, we're, this, we're such a huge community, and our diocese is huge too, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just such a big community, and I just I want people to remember that, that it's not just Palmer Youth Group. There's, like, there's so many more of us.
0: Okay, well, come one, come all, and uh, we're getting started on Sundays, the schedule...
2: So we have uh, Sunday school, which happens immediately after, or maybe not so immediately after the uh, nine o'clock service, and then EYC. EYC
1: is five thirty to seven on Sunday nights. Dinner provided. Dinner, yeah. Fun dinner dinner provided. Included. So yeah.
0: Come. Okay. Thank you both.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Good afternoon, good evening, good night. Once upon a time, when I was five years old, we were on our way to San Antonio to go to SeaWorld, and my sisters told me that we were going to visit Shamu because she was, in fact, my mother. <laughs> and my parents didn't say anything, so for the rest of the car ride, I cried thinking that I was half whale. <laughs> And to this day, my sisters buy me things with whales on them uh, to remember that moment.